You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. And now, the Rowan Radio News Team. Good morning, and welcome to the Rowan Report on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. I'm Allie Bruce with the Rowan Radio News Team. Some of this week's headlines include England's soccer team is receiving racist messages and the New Jersey Nabisco plant is scheduled to close. Here is your national news recap for the week of July 11th. The Texas House will be sending law enforcement after the Democrats who broke quorum. State representatives voted this morning in favor of the plan which involves having the sergeant-at-arms try to get all missing members back, even if it's through arrest warrants. Texas law enforcement does not have jurisdiction in Washington, D.C., where the 51 Democrats are staying. The state representatives could be arrested if they return to Texas. Democrats are trying to prevent votes on an election bill they say will make it harder for minorities and the disabled to vote. Republicans say it's necessary to prevent election fraud. A similar walkout and arrest warrant happened in 2003 over redistricting. California public health officials say the average number of new coronavirus cases has doubled in the last month. The state's seven-day average is up to 4.8 cases for every 100,000 residents. When California completely reopened for businesses one month ago on June 15th, the daily average was 2.2 new cases. California's seven-day positivity rate has ballooned from less than 1% to about 3.5% in the last month. Health officials say slightly more than 60% of the state's population ages 12 and older is fully vaccinated. The U.S. Forest Service says the California Beckworth Complex fire is 68% contained, just west of the Nevada border. The lightning-caused fires have burned through more than 100,000 acres since they started about two weeks ago in the Plumas National Forest. Officials say gusty winds of up to 50 miles per hour Wednesday afternoon led to some extreme fire behavior along the northern edge of the fire zone. That also led to some additional evacuations in the area. The five winners of $100,000 scholarships in the Take Your Shot Oregon vaccination campaign have been announced. They're from Portland, Damascus, Tigard, and Grant Pass, and range in age from 12 to 15. The money for each winner is in an Oregon College Saving Plan account. The scholarship winners will be invited to the Capitol to meet with Governor Kate Brown and Treasurer Tobias Reed later this summer. A 36-year-old man is facing charges after allegedly selling fentanyl to someone who died from an overdose in Sarasota County, Florida. Sarasota police say Ricky Turner Jr. sold the drug to a victim who was found dead in an apartment back in March. A toxicology report showed there was fentanyl in the victim's system, and a doctor concluded they died of an overdose of the powerful synthetic opioid. Undercover detectives purchased fentanyl from Turner three times in March and April. He's charged with manslaughter, among other charges. The Baltimore Orioles are making history with the first-ever all-female baseball broadcast. Five women will serve as the on-air crew for the game between the Orioles and the Tampa Bay Rays next Tuesday. 
Other sports have already featured all-female broadcasts, including the NHL and NBA. Major League Baseball officials are planning to make all-female broadcast booths a more regular feature of games. The Mary Lou Whitney Pavilion is now open at Saratoga Racecourse in New York. A 5,000-square-foot facility will replace a temporary tent that had been used by stable workers for dinners and other functions. It honors Mary Lou Whitney, the late philanthropist who was also a horse owner and breeder. Together with her husband, John Hendrickson, Whitney developed a foundation that provides stable workers with entertainment, food, and language instruction. A Baltimore police officer charged with the murder of his stepson in Anne Arundel County will remain behind bars. A judge denied bond for Eric Banks Jr. Banks is accused of killing his 15-year-old stepson, Dasan Jones, whose body was found in an attic crawl space in Banks' home. In another high-profile Anne Arundel County murder case, a judge denied bond for Angelo Harrod. He was arrested this week in connection with the stray bullet shooting death of Michelle Cummings, a Texas woman who was killed last month while visiting Annapolis for her son's U.S. Naval Academy induction. New York's largest biotech company, Regeneron, is planning to expand its operations in Westchester County. Governor Andrew Cuomo says the $1.8 billion expansion will add an additional 1,000 jobs over the next five years. Regeneron invents and manufactures medicines for people with serious disease, and part of the expansion involves beefing up research capabilities at their Terrytown campus. Governor Cuomo argues the move shows New York is leading the way in life sciences while attracting the jobs of tomorrow. New jobless claims are down, hitting their lowest level since early March of 2020 as the pandemic was shutting down the economy. The Labor Department reports 360,000 Americans filed first-time claims for unemployment benefits last week. Most analysts had been expecting to see 350,000 new claims. The number is, however, a drop from the previous week's revised total of 386,000. I'm Allie Bruce, and that was your National News Recap. Hi, I'm Joel Vasquez, and I'm giving you the latest news in the world of politics. President Biden is welcoming German Chancellor Angela Merkel to the White House. Speaking in the Oval Office, Biden said it's always a great pleasure to welcome a personal friend to the United States. The president said they have a full agenda ahead of them and they're ready to dive in. Biden said he is confident that cooperation and the enduring friendship between the U.S. and Germany will continue. The Biden administration is slamming big tech for enabling misinformation on its platforms with little accountability for its users. Speaking with reporters, Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy said it has led people not to wear masks and choose not to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Murthy said misinformation didn't start during the pandemic, but the speed and scale at which it has spread has increased. Press Secretary Jen Psaki specifically called out Facebook for not removing harmful posts quicker. She said the White House is in, quote, regular touch with social media platforms and is working with influencers who have the reach to spread accurate information. The Surgeon General put out an advisory asking health organizations, educational institutions, and big tech to proactively address misinformation. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is calling on the Biden administration to take action now with Cuba. He says Cubans need humanitarian aid like food, water, and medicine, but it's imperative that they get their internet service back up and running. 
Republican DeSantis supports protesters, but reminds everyone to stay off the interstates since it's not only disruptive, it's downright dangerous. Protesters have shut down roads in Miami, Tampa, Orlando, and Jacksonville. The Biden administration is launching a new effort to get Americans to sign up for health care coverage. It's called the Summer Sprint to Coverage. The aim is to get more people to sign up for coverage through the Affordable Care Act, more commonly known as Obamacare. Over 2 million have already enrolled during the special enrollment period that opened on February 15th that will wrap up on August 15th. Biden was vice president when Obamacare was first signed into law. That was your political news. I'm Joel Vasquez. I'm Lee Kirshner with your international news. The Archbishop of Tokyo is asking athletes visiting for the Olympics not to visit Catholic churches to prevent spreading COVID-19. The Archbishop says the Tokyo Archdiocese is committed to avoiding getting infected and avoiding infecting others. He said as part of the commitment, he's asking that all those coming to the Tokyo area during the Olympic Games this summer refrain from visiting churches. The Tokyo Archdiocese has been considering preparations so that each parish would be able to address the spiritual needs of many people coming to Japan for the international events. The European Union is announcing plans to significantly reduce greenhouse emissions by the end of the decade. The EU says the new goal is to cut emissions by 55% before 2030, which outpaces similar proposals from the U.S., Britain, and China. There are also plans to make 38.5% of all energy renewable within the same time period, in addition to phasing out internal combustion vehicles by 2035, among other things. However, the measure will have to first make it past the European Parliament. Four people are in police custody after allegedly sending racist messages to members of the England national soccer team. Three black players received racial abuse on social media platforms Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All three players missed a penalty kick in their game against Italy in the European Championship game in London. A hate crime investigation is underway by the United Kingdom Football Policing Unit that may lead to more arrests. Almost a quarter billion dollars worth of cryptocurrency is now in the hands of law enforcement in London. Authorities seized the digital currency over the weekend. It's the biggest cryptocurrency amount UK police have ever seized. Metropolitan police believe that the seizure is one of the largest of all time around the world. The latest capture comes after police took possession of 114 million pounds of cryptocurrency last month. According to the New York Times, a flood has wiped out many buildings in Germany. As of Thursday, there were a reported 69 people dead. Many are without homes or ways to get to shelters. Record rainfall in Germany has led to the country experiencing some of the worst flooding in decades. France's antitrust regulator is fining Google almost $600 million. Officials are also giving the company two months to generate proposals on how to pay publishers for their content or face more fines. The regulator added Google has ignored several injunctions related to the tech company's negotiations with French news publishers. And South Africa is in turmoil as angry crowds fight with police and loot shopping malls across the country. It's some of the worst violence seen since the end of the apartheid era. More than 70 people have been reportedly killed in protests after the jailing of President Jacob Zuma. The violence started in Zuma's home province and spilled over into Johannesburg, the nation's biggest city. And that was your international news. I'm Lee Kirshner. And now it's time for local news with me, Sam Whalen. Asbury Park is banning smoking and vaping on its boardwalk, 
whether it's tobacco or marijuana. The city council has voted no to reefer, cigarettes, and cigars on its boardwalk, making the no-smoking rules consistent with Asbury Park's beaches and parks. Fines start at $500 for a first offense and $1,000 for repeat offenses. Mayor John Moore says he's gotten a lot of complaints about people smoking stoogies outside of restaurants and cigarette butts littering the boardwalk. The ban goes into effect in early August. More medical waste, including syringes, is closing New Jersey beaches. Five Ocean County beaches had to be shut down recently after, quote, floatables, including diabetic syringes washed ashore on beaches in Brick, Brick Township, Mentaloking, Point Pleasant, and Tom's River. The Department of Environmental Protection blames major rainstorms, including Elsa, for causing sewage and storm pipe overflows. Every building in the school district of Philadelphia will have one gender-neutral bathroom by this fall. That's the new requirement heading into the 2021-2022 school year. Some schools have already had bathrooms over the past few years. School leaders are hoping that the move will make all students feel more comfortable and safe. Thousands of Philadelphia families will receive a special treat from former First Lady Michelle Obama. She is partnering with the nonprofit organization Partnership for a Healthier America to distribute thousands of meals here in the city of brotherly love. It'll all happen next month when around 5,000 Pass the Love meal kits will be given out. Phil Abundance will be in charge of the distribution. Being tested for COVID-19 in Delaware will become a little different from here on out. Starting soon, patients will be given a self-administered shallow nasal test. That's a switch from the saliva-based test being used by the state's testing partner over the last 12 months. Health officials say that it'll still take around 24 to 48 hours to get your results. The Department of Health and Social Services is reminding people that the best protection against the virus is to get vaccinated. A historic New Jersey factory that makes cookies and crackers for Nabisco is shutting down soon. Mondelez International says it'll close its Fairlawn Nabisco plant, the largest maker of Oreos. Mondelez is also closing a factory in Atlanta, saying it'll refocus its Nabisco business in Virginia, Chicago, and Portland. Fairlawn Mayor Kurt Peluso says the smell of fresh-baked cookies will be missed, as will the loss of 600 jobs. From Jeff Goldman at NJ Advanced Media for NJ.com, a longtime volunteer firefighter in Hillsborough died recently after suffering a medical emergency responding to a car fire, authorities said. Assistant Chief William Schaefer of Fire Company 2 was among a group of firefighters called to co-part salvage auto auctions on Camplain Road at about 1.15 p.m. when he required medical attention. Schaefer was first treated at the scene and then brought to Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital Somerset in Somerville, where he was pronounced dead. A 35-year-old veteran of the department, Schaefer also worked full-time as a department manager at a local shoprite. From Kevin Shea at NJ.com, the Mount Laurel man charged with continually harassing neighbors of color in his condo community will remain jailed pending trial, a judge ruled recently, saying the suspect remains a continued danger to the community. Edward Matthews, 45, did not speak during the virtual detention hearing in front of Judge Terrence Cook in Superior Court of Burlington County. He's currently charged with 14 crimes that stretch back to 2020 for what prosecutors say was a sustained campaign of harassment and bias intimidation, leveled mainly at members of the community's homeowners association, who are black. After hearing a lengthy summation of the case so far from Assistant Burlington County Prosecutor Jamie Hutchinson and several rebuttals from Matthews' attorney, Anthony Rizzo, Cook said the weight of evidence against Matthews is, quote, extremely strong. I'm Sam Whalen, and that was your local news. And now for your Rowan News with me, Kariah Bennett. South Jersey's urban and rural high school students whose academics were impacted by COVID-19 
will receive support and guidance as they prepare for college thanks to the $1.5 million grant to Rowan University. Announced by New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy and Secretary of Higher Education Brian Bridges is a part of the $28.5 million from the U.S. Department of Education given to state the launch of the Opportunities Meets Innovation Challenge. Working with five high school juniors from South Jersey School Districts, Atlantic City, Camden, Paulsboro, Kingsway, Rowan University's Opportunity for Post-Secondary Excellence and Success, or ROPES, my getting and expanding students' learning opportunities program will work to address those issues. Students will be recruited for ROPES and will earn up to 11 dual enrolled high school college credits, according to Jean Marie. Five specific fields of studies are teacher education, social services, computer science, engineering, and music business will be offered to students in the program, she adds. In addition to the grant for Rhodes Program, Rowan has also received a $100,000 grant through the Hunger Free Campus Grant Program, state officials announced. The grants from this program are used to address food insecurity among students enrolled in public institutions. And that has been your Rowan News with me, Karaya Bennett. That does it for the first half of the Rowan Report, wrapping up this week's national, political, international, and local news. We are going to take a quick break. Up next, we have your weekly sports, business, and entertainment news. Stay tuned right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to the Rowan Report. I'm Allie Bruce, along with the Rowan Radio News Team. I'm Danny Ryan with your news from around the sports world. Starting off in the NBA, the NBA final series between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns has been tied up at two games apiece after extremely dominant performances by Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo in an extremely crucial Game 4 win. The Bucks dynamic duo combined for 66 points after Middleton dropped 40 points on 15 for 33 shooting from the field along with two steals. While Giannis Antetokounmpo couldn't match Middleton's 40-point game, he still contributed 26 points on a very efficient 11-for-19 shooting from the field. Giannis was also able to accumulate 14 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 steals, and 2 blocks, with one of the two blocks being a defensive dagger that prevented the Suns from tying the game with 1 minute and 15 seconds left in the fourth quarter. The Bucks' elite defense in Game 4 arguably saved their chances at a beloved championship as they forced 17 turnovers against a very lethal Phoenix offense led by a future Hall of Fame floor general in Chris Paul. You can catch Game 5 action live from Phoenix on Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and 6 p.m. Pacific Time. Moving on to news from around Major League Baseball. The MLB All-Star break has come and gone, but not without a bang. Starting off with the T-Mobile Home Run Derby. It was a hard-fought battle from all eight contestants, however, you can't avoid the inevitable. Polar Bear Pete Alonso of the New York Mets is your home run derby champion for the second year in a row. Alonso bulldozed his way through Salvador Perez and Juan Soto to easily punch his ticket to the final round. In the final round of the home run derby, he faced off against Trey Mancini of the Baltimore Orioles, who was able to manufacture 22 home runs in that round. However, Mancini's 22 came up just short as Alonso was able to slug the winning 23rd home run with 32 seconds left in bonus time. With that being said, let's move on to the main event, the MLB All-Star Game. The American League edged out the National League for the eighth year in a row by a final score of 5-2 behind the defensive efforts of first-time left fielder Jared Walsh and the offensive efforts of the 2021 All-Star Game MVP, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., 
Walsh was able to make a terrific sliding catch with the bases loaded that arguably saved the game, while Vlad Guerrero Jr. contributed by slugging a no-doubt solo home run off of Corbin Burns in the top of the third inning. Guerrero Jr. became the youngest player to ever win an All-Star Game MVP after the award was presented to him on Tuesday night. With that being said, this has been your news from around the sports world from Danny Ryan right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Hello, I am Megan Steckler with your Rowan Report business update. Billionaire Jeff Bezos is donating $200 million to the Smithsonian Institution, the largest donation in its history. Matt Madison has more. About $70 million will go to help finance the renovation of the National Air and Space Museum. The additional $130 million will launch a new education center named after Bezos, which will be housed in a new location on the National Mall. Bezos has a long history of supporting the Smithsonian and has previously contributed to the National Air and Space Museum. I'm Matt Mattinson. A new report says Americans have lost a ton of money during the pandemic due to the coronavirus-related scams. Matt Madison has the details. The Federal Trade Commission says that number is close to $500 million. Data from the agency revealed close to 330,000 people filed a fraud complaint between January of last year and July 8th of this year. The FTC says the average person who was affected by a scam lost almost $370. However, that number is even higher for somebody over the age of 80. They lost $1,000. I'm Matt Mattinson. A new study says you need to make at least $68 an hour to comfortably afford the average two-bedroom apartment in San Francisco. That's four times the region's $16 an hour minimum wage and $18 an hour more than the average wage. The study by the National Low-Income Housing Coalition uses the federal definition of affordability as housing costing no more than 30% of your income. Apple Pay is reportedly adding a buy now, pay later feature. A report in Bloomberg, a software company, claims a new feature called Apple Pay Later will let you make purchases and then pay for it in four interest-free payments. The new feature would reportedly have no late fees or processing fees and would be available both in stores and online. Apple has not officially announced the new feature. Take the coronavirus vaccine or get suspended from work. That's the new rule Lancaster, California Mayor Rex Paris is proposing to some city employees. On Tuesday, Paris said the city has the right to do whatever is necessary to protect public health, and the longtime Republican mayor wants a vaccine requirement for all city employees who interact with the public on the job. If employees refuse to take the vaccine, they'd be suspended without pay. United Airlines is getting into the electric plane business. Sarah Barlett has the story. The company plans to buy up to 100 of the small planes as it makes an investment into startup company Heart Aerospace. It's developing a plane with just 19 seats on it, but it could fly those on board up to 250 miles. The new plane won't be ready for service until 2026. I'm Sarah Bartlett, NBC News Radio. Delta is increasing its fleet as passenger numbers return to its pre-pandemic levels. The Atlanta-based airline announced Wednesday it's purchasing or leasing three dozen used planes. Delta CEO said the fleet renewal positions the company for growth as travel demand returns, and the airline's fleet now sits close to 160. I'm Megan Steckler, and this has been your Business News Report.
And now it's time for your weekly entertainment recap with me, Brandon Searles. Britney Spears now has a new lawyer that she got to pick. The New York Times reports a Los Angeles judge approved Spears' request to hire celebrity lawyer Matthew Rosengart. He is replacing Samuel Ingham, who had been her lawyer since 2008 after he resigned last week. Rosengart is reportedly going to push to get Spears out of the legal guardianship after 13 years. This comes to after Spears' June testimony where she said the conservatorship is abusive and demanded to be released from it without a medical assessment. Pop star Olivia Rodrigo visited the White House last week to push more young people across America to get vaccinated. Speaking with reporters, the Good For You singer said she's beyond honored and humble to spread the message that it's easier than ever to get a vaccine. The 18-year-old said she's in awe at the work President Biden and Dr. Anthony Fauci have done. Press Secretary Jen Psaki joked that Rodrigo traversed through red lights and stop signs to get to the White House, a pun on Rodrigo's smash hit driver's license. The Spice Girls are congratulating one of their own, Emma Button, known as Baby Spice, back in the day, is now married. She revealed on Instagram she secretly tied the knot with her longtime love, Jade Jones. The 45-year-old singer posted a photo and wrote, Mr. and Mrs. Jones. The couple has been together for 21 years and got engaged in 2011, the same year they welcomed their second son. The 2021 Emmy nominations are out. Netflix and other streaming providers are dominating many of the categories this year, including Netflix's The Kaminsky Method, Apple TV Plus's Ted Lasso, and Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. The ceremony will be held September 19th at the Microsoft Theater in L.A. and aired on CBS and Paramount+. MJ Rodriguez is making history as the first transgender actress to be nominated for an Emmy in a major acting role. She's a nominee in the lead actress in a drama series category for her role as Blanca in Pose. Variety reports she's just the third openly trans person to garner any Emmy attention, following Laverne Cox and Rain Valdez. The awards show in September also has the potential for another history-making moment. Rodriguez could become the first ever transgender performer to win an Emmy. Former Nickelodeon star Drake Bell is being sentenced for child endangerment. A judge in Cleveland gave Bell two years probation and community service, and before sentencing, Bell apologized. The charges stem from the Drake and Josh stars' conduct with a girl who met him at one of his concerts in Cleveland in 2017 when she was just 15. He's also accused of sending inappropriate social media messages to the girl. The victim, now an adult, gave an impact statement at the sentencing and called Bell evil. The Talk is naming its first full-time male co-host, actor Jerry O'Connell, who will be replacing former co-host Sharon Osbourne on the daytime talk show. Osbourne left the show in March after a heated exchange with co-host Cheryl Underwood regarding Meghan Markle. On Wednesday, O'Connell was introduced as a permanent co-host and said it was exciting on the show. In its statement, the Talk's producers said O'Connor will be bringing a unique and entertaining perspective to the conversation. Marvel is revealing there will be a season two for its hit show, Loki. In a post credit scene, a message appears on the screen that reads, Loki will return in Season 2. No other details about the Disney Plus show were provided. I'm Brandon Searles, and this has been your weekly entertainment recap here on Rowan Radio. And that wraps up this week's edition of the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. For the Rowan Radio News Team, I'm Allie Bruce. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. Be sure to join us every Saturday morning at 9.30 for another edition of The Rowan Report, exclusively here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.